0: It's Friday, November 11th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga. Paul Hoynes is off for the rest of the week, so uh, we're going to dive in with the latest news and updates uh, on the Guardians and Major League Baseball. Uh, Starting at the top with Jose Ramirez, the Guardian Slugger, uh, was named a Silver Slugger Award winner for the fourth time in his career on Thursday night. Uh, Ramirez, along with Andres Jimenez, were the two Guardians finalists for awards at their positions. Uh, Ramirez wins, takes home the Silver Slugger Award after a really uh, an MVP caliber season, uh, despite uh, being hampered by a thumb injury for the majority of, uh, of the campaign. Uh, Ramirez still put up season high or career high totals in runs batted in and uh, really uh, carried the Guardians' offense, uh, uh, showed a lot of toughness throughout the year, and uh, you know, telling Ter- Terry Francona, "Hey, not only am I, you know, not going to miss uh, a significant amount of time by getting surgery on my injured thumb, but I'm going to be in the starting lineup tomorrow." And uh, you know, just try and stop me is, is sort of the way that he approaches it. A uh, lot of lot of praise for Ramirez uh, just going into the season and and what he was able to accomplish. And uh, the way that he was able to uh, just sort of lead this young uh, Guardians club uh, offensively throughout the year, it was, uh, it was pretty impressive uh, to, to watch. Uh, he becomes the second Cleveland uh, player to win four Silver Slug, uh, Slugger awards. Uh, he ties Albert Bell for that honor. Uh, Bell won four from 1993 to 1996 for the club record. Uh, this season, Ramirez hit two eighty with 44 doubles to lead the American League. He had five triples, 29 home runs, and um, his 126 RBIs were second in the American League to Aaron Judge, and like we said, uh, a career high for him. Um, really, uh, it was the first batter since uh, Lou Boudreau in, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, to lead the American League in doubles multiple times. Uh, Ramirez has, has just been on a tear over the last several years. Uh, and really, he hit, what, 331 with runners in scoring position, uh, 346 with runners in scoring position, two outs. He finished uh, eighth in the American League in, in uh, uh, wins above replacement, uh, according to baseball reference. And uh, really, one of the more telling stats is, uh, 20 intentional walks uh, issued to Ramirez throughout the year. That's the most in Major League Baseball, and he didn't get his first intentional walk until sometime in uh, in late May. Uh, there was a game where Kansas City, I, I believe, uh, intentionally walked him twice in the first in his first two at bats of the game. Uh, they didn't even let him hit uh, his first two plate appearances. And the last time uh, a, a, a Cleveland batter. Was walked twice intentionally in his first two plate appearances. That was uh, Terry Francona back in 1987. Uh, so it was pretty impressive, or uh, pretty impressive that uh, that, that uh, Tito actually uh, had a, a stat that matched something that that Jose Ramirez did. Uh, since 2016, uh, position players, uh, according to Fangraphs WAR, uh, Mike Trout uh, leads uh, 43.6 WAR. Mookie Betts. war and right right behind them is jose ramirez 39.5 uh f war so uh just an all-around impressive campaign for jose ramirez for him to come through and and win that silver slugger award uh you know he was he was denied a gold glove he was the only guardians finalist denied a gold glove award uh but certainly a two-way player and the way he runs the bases uh, just everything you're looking for in a superstar uh, to lead the Guardians, for sure. As far as Jimenez goes, uh, Jimenez lost out on the Silver Slugger in the American League to Jose Altuve. Uh, Altuve certainly, uh, you know, a guy who's who's done it before. I believe this is his sixth Silver Slugger award at second base in the American League. Uh, however, uh, Jimenez certainly put together uh, the kind of year that could have taken down Jose Altuve and knocked him off of that pedestal. Uh, Jimenez uh, hit 297 with uh, a, uh, an 837 OPS. He had 17 home runs, 69 RBIs, 20 steals, uh, and you know just an all-around really great offensive sort of breakout year for him. Uh, he had an OPS plus of 141 compared to Altuve, who had a one sixty OPS plus, and that's where uh, that's a league average uh, stat. So one hundred is the league average. Uh, so anything over a hundred is pretty good, and uh, you know one sixty is, is was Altuve's OPS plus. Uh, Jimenez right there at one forty one. Uh, you talk about uh, some of the advanced stats. Uh, just compare the two. Uh, there's there's a, a bunch of win probability uh, marks that uh, you know sort of favor Altuve uh, because of the power numbers that he's able to put up, but uh, just the situational uh, hitting and hitting in the clutch. Uh, I wanted to, to to point out a number from Baseball Reference uh, just in comparison head to head the two of them uh, the. Uh, win probability added clutch stat. Uh, the difference uh, between, you know, it's context-dependent uh, win probability added. Uh, Andres Jimenez had a 1.9, where zero is, uh, is average. Uh, Andres Jimenez had a 1.9, and uh, Jose Altuve negative 0.5. Uh, meaning, in clutch situations, Jose uh, Jimenez uh, certainly batting after the seventh inning and later, uh, was was much more uh, efficient and much more valuable uh, at the plate than uh, Jose Altuve. Now you know it's it's a small sample size. It's one season. Obviously, uh, Altuve over a career could probably you know put together some pretty impressive numbers. But uh, this past season, uh, Andres Jimenez was uh, as as clutch a hitter in the late innings of a game as anybody in the American League and certainly any second baseman in the American League. Uh, One of the reasons why I think he he should deserve, you know, good strong consideration for that uh, Silver Slugger Award. It went to Altuve and, uh, you know, maybe uh, he's on the the, sort of the the backside of a career as opposed to, uh, you know, on the rise there. Uh, Jimenez was the all-star at the position because Altuve was hurt. Uh, started the game, made a, a brilliant defensive play. Uh, we haven't heard the last of Andres Jimenez at um, you know second base in the American League. Uh, certainly a two-way player uh, defense uh, as well. So uh, the, the gold glove winner at the position. So we'll, uh, we'll look for uh, what's next for Andres Jimenez. Certainly coming up short uh, behind Altuve in, in this uh, silver slugger race uh you know no shame in that uh there's more opportunities and more awards uh to be won uh down the line including the uh the all MLB uh team all major league baseball roster uh, um is is up for nominations the voting is going on right now online uh the nominees were announced uh yesterday the guardians have uh 5 uh, nominees at their positions for these All MLB awards, sort of like the uh, the All Pro in football. Uh, but this is not based on conference or not based on uh, on AL or NL. This is a league wide award, so they're going to pick one uh, per position. Uh, there will be two teams: a first team and a second team. Uh, so you could have, you know, two National League second basemen, or you know, a, a two American League first basemen uh, on the first team and the second team. Uh, But uh, Jose Ramirez at third base, Andres Jimenez at second base, Stephen Kwan in left field, uh, Shane Bieber, starting pitcher, and Emmanuel Classe, all nominated as all MLB candidates. Uh, Certainly Bieber and Classe should be among those selected. Uh, um, There will be five starting pitchers chosen per team, and I believe three relief pitchers uh, per team so uh pretty good chance that that Beiber and Class a earn at least first or second team uh, honors uh, on that uh and and who knows uh Ramirez uh, certainly should garner some consideration I, I would i would assume nolan Arenado at third base uh, would get one of those two uh two spots but uh jose Ramirez uh, a guy who who uh, can, can definitely uh, grab one of those honors. Uh, the voting will be comprised 50% of a fan online vote and 50% from a panel of experts uh, who will meet to uh, select the winner of those awards. Uh, that will be announced December 5th. Voting runs now through November 22nd online at MLB.com. So uh, go out there and vote for uh, Guardians favorites, uh, Jose Ramirez, Andres Jimenez, Stephen Kwan, Shane Bieber, and Emmanuel Classe, all worthy candidates for the MLB first and second team honors. Uh, as they uh, go through the season, uh, certainly. Uh, Kwan uh, up for the uh, Platinum Glove Award. Uh, I know right now there's a... Uh, uh, Event going on in New York City. Miles Straw and Honors Jimenez are attending the Rawlings uh, Awards there in New York. Uh, the Platinum Glove will be announced uh, tonight, Friday, in New York. Quan, uh, certainly one of the, the favorites to, to sort of take home that honor in the American League. Uh, there could be others, uh, Jose Trevino, uh, Jeremy Pena, uh, guys who uh, would probably garner consideration as well. Um, and uh, th- that award will be announced tonight, wh- along with the Gold Glove Team Award. I should think that the Guardians are pretty much a lock for the Gold Glove Team Award, uh, with 5 I'm sorry, four winners uh, at their positions uh, from uh, you know last week when it was announced that uh, the Guardians had four Gold Glove winners: Quan, uh, Straw, Jimenez, and Beaver all taking home the honors. Uh, Got to believe that the Guardians will win the team award for the second time since its inception in 2020. Uh, we'll, we'll watch for that announcement tonight. Uh, and, you know, all, uh, ongoing uh, for next week begins the uh, award sort of season for the BBWAA. Uh, the four major awards will be announced in, in each league uh, beginning Monday with the Rookie of the Year award, uh, Stephen Kwan a finalist there. Uh, followed Tuesday by Manager of the Year award, uh, Terry Francona a finalist there in the American League along with Brandon Hyde and Scott Service. Uh, and then you've got Cy Young and MVP, uh, pretty much locks in the American League. I think you can you can write the story and 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 you know get it ready to print. Uh, that Justin Verlander and Aaron Judge will win the Cy Young and MVP in the American League, respectively. Uh, but you know, certainly Shane Bieber uh, and and Jose Ramirez uh, could find their way onto a few ballots in uh, in those uh, races. It would be interesting to see when the votes are revealed uh, if Bieber or Class A uh, did get any votes in the Cy Young, and just exactly where uh, voters put Jose Ramirez in their top ten. Uh, for the American League, uh, because uh, I don't think any ballot would be complete without Jose in uh, one of those 10 spots uh, moving forward. So uh, that brings us to uh, the current state of uh, Major League Baseball. The hot stove is is starting to heat up. And with the general manager's meetings wrapping up in uh, Las Vegas, you've got Really, the, the the beginning of this whole free agent frenzy and uh, the the ability for teams to uh, to start signing players is going to happen over the weekend. Uh, Robert Suarez uh, from uh, you know is is in agreement with the uh, Padres on uh, a deal to make him a uh, you know a late inning setup guy for Josh Hader out there. Uh, that deal has already been been uh, announced. Uh, we did have a trade yesterday. The Pirates acquired G-Man Choi from Tampa Bay. So uh, a very popular player from the, uh, the Rays uh, heading to Pittsburgh. So all, uh, you know, those are sort of the low-level uh, moves and, 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 you know, uh, not real headline grabbers. Uh, there were 14 players who were tendered the qualifying offer. They have until uh, this Tuesday at four PM to accept their one-year 19.65 million dollar contracts. Uh, otherwise, uh, they are unencumbered, and well, not exactly unencumbered. the The team that would be signing them would be quite encumbered with uh, uh, compensatory draft picks and, and uh, penalties for signing these players who who have these uh, who have turned down the uh, the qualifying offers. Uh, not expecting more than one or two uh, players to accept those qualifying offers uh, during this offseason. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, the The big name, obviously, uh, in, at least early on in free agency, is going to be Aaron Judge uh, as he decides uh, where he will play in uh, 2022 and, or 2023 and beyond, uh, whether he returns to the Yankees, who sort of remain the I guess the sentimental and uh, you know overwhelming favorites to, to land judge uh, in free agency uh, to, to sort of keep him there uh, but the the Yankees have been you know exploring and, and you know looking at moves and the possibility that that judge signs somewhere else uh, he's linked very heavily to the San Francisco Giants uh, it could be a situation where you know a California guy goes goes back uh, to the west coast and and heads that way. Um, so, if Judge does jump to San Francisco, or you know, even even if the the Dodgers make a play for him, uh, the Yankees are exploring uh, Japanese uh, slugger Mat- Masasa- Masataka Yoshida uh, as a possibility to replace him in the outfield. Uh, this is a guy who has hit uh, hit for power and hit for power for a while in in Japan. Uh, so. The Yankees have uh, at least expressed interest in that. Uh, one of the other big names on the free agent board right now, with 160 uh, players uh, in free agency, uh, Jacob Degrom, who opted out of uh, the remainder of his contract with the Mets, uh, he uh, has been linked to the Rangers as a possibility uh, to go there and and uh, you know pick up big money. Obviously the the Rangers spent uh, half a billion dollars in the offseason last year, and it didn't produce the kind of results that they were hoping it would. Uh, but if they're able to land DeGrom, that would be another step uh, in, in sort of bulking up their uh, their roster and their payroll. Uh, so a lot of possibilities there. Uh, but there are uh, many, many other names on the um, on the, the block here in terms of free agency, uh, just uh you know, Dansby Swanson in in uh, in Atlanta, where is that shortstop going to end up? It uh, seems to be linked to uh, the Dodgers if he's uh, not interested in coming back to the Braves, but i got to believe that the Braves are going to push hard uh, to keep one of their homegrown guys uh, there. A uh, real interesting one would be Trey Turner. Uh, obvious needs uh, in, in New York with the Yankees at, at shortstop, but uh, this is a guy who, um, you know, could could sign anywhere could sign with the Giants uh he he lives in Florida he could sign with the uh with the Marlins who knows uh but uh the interesting rumor would be the Phillies who have a, a big need at shortstop as well uh Trey Turner one of the smoothest players in the game right now so uh, uh and and when you've got John Ham uh narrating your hype video online uh the the teams that are are interested in Trey Turner don't need a a video uh, narrated by John Hamm from Mad Men uh, to, to sort of keep them interested in Trey Turner. They're already interested in him, but it's just pretty pretty big flex, pretty cool uh, move by Turner to, to get that. And, uh, you know, watching that video, how could you not like uh, everything you see out of the kid uh, to, to come and be the face of your franchise uh, at, 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 you know, at what cost? Uh, probably quite a bit. Um uh, Shohei Otani, where is he going to end up? The Angels have said that uh, they don't intend to trade him uh, this season. That uh, you know they signed him for the the big what thirty three million dollar uh, you know contract for the year, um, and it, it looks like they're not dealing him any at any time. But but who knows if uh, if a package presents itself by the trade deadline, uh, maybe he doesn't finish the year with uh, the uh, the Angels. Uh, where's Justin Verlander going to end up? Uh, Verlander opted out of his contract, the remainder of his deal with the Astros. Uh, we could see him anywhere uh, in the National League. He's never uh, never really pitched in the National League. Uh, maybe the Cardinals are a, a possibility there. Uh, this is a guy who's who's been around forever, and the Cardinals have a have a, a good culture and a good uh, you know reputation for extending the careers of veteran pitchers like Justin Verlander. Um, and then you've got uh, Xander Bogarts, the shortstop in uh, Boston. You know whether or not Boston lets uh, Bogarts get away. Uh, he could go to a place like Seattle. Uh, maybe uh, they have an interest there. Uh, but uh, chances are pretty good uh, that you know, Bogarts will be leaving Boston. Uh, I think there's a lot of lot of issues uh, between Bogarts and the Red Sox there uh, to overcome. Uh, and where's Carlos Correa going to end up? You've got Trey Turner, you've got Xander Bogarts, and then you've got Carlos Correa, all uh, top-tier shortstops, uh, all looking for uh, a new home. Uh, Correa really shocked the world last year when he he signed the the deal with the the Twins that he subsequently opted out of. Uh, you know, I'm 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 pretty much guaranteeing you that Carlos Correa ends up on a big market team, possibly the Yankees, possibly. Uh, you know, he, he winds up in, uh, in LA with the Dodgers, but, uh, what I could tell you is he's not going to wind up signing, uh, with a small market team. Like, uh, again, like the twins, uh, he, he's not going to end up in a place like Baltimore or, uh, you know, Pittsburgh or something like that. The, the, this is Carlos Correa looking for, uh, the biggest dollar and just the way he he talks about it. Uh, he, he's going after it. Um, and you know, what about uh not not necessarily even free agents, but uh you know guys who are are trade chips right now, uh and that's when the guard that's where the guardians sort of come in. Uh what deals can the guardians make if they're looking to make uh moves, if they're looking to package uh possibly a Shane Bieber or a Zach Plesac or uh you know, any one of their major league ready pitchers uh, for a position player of of some sort of some sort of experience, a right handed power bat or a, a veteran catcher that can hit, uh, you know, these are the moves that that they need to make, but that aren't always easy to make. And uh, with Bieber, what having two years of arbitration eligibility, his price is only going to go up in the next couple of seasons. So it'll be interesting to see what the Guardians do with Shane Bieber. All right, uh, if you haven't already signed up for uh, Cleveland Guardians subtext here on cleveland.com, uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext, uh, click on Hoynsey's face. Uh, Three ninety nine dollars a month gets you updates throughout the hot stove season. Uh, every bit of information that we get, we pass along to you as quickly as possible uh, along with our insights, and it's the easiest way to get your questions answered on the air here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast uh, on a, a pretty much uh, three times a week basis uh, while uh, while the uh, off season is going on. I uh, look forward to getting back together with you guys on Monday. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear from uh, Hoynzy by then, uh, get an update on how he's doing. And uh, we will talk to you again here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.